You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Ruthie, Me and My Dad, episode 21. And we're 21. In a state, 21. And we're in a state of high excitement, are we not? Uh, after the football last yeah. night. Um, Dad, where's it, where's it coming? It's coming home. It's coming home. Uh, like every numpty in the country, we were singing football's we coming singing home, even though we were just our, at home, actually. We were at home. Um, I, th- I thought it was interesting. I get too tense, though. Oh, I've never seen anyone so tense. I like <laughs> I just, the... I want them to win so much. I feel like they're my children, and I just, <laughs> I want them to go out there and do themselves proud. Mm, you realise they are older than you. They are only little boys to me. But they're but like... They're... They don't, don't I seem older than them, though, in a way? In some ways you do. And it's because they're playing a game, like... What I thought was, uh, was interesting is, because you were getting so tense... You, at one point you said this was in the during the first half of extra time I think at one point you said now I know why football fans are so fat it's tension eating because comfort eating yeah comfort eating you had to sort of grab some crisps or nuts what's, or, um, what's the German word Kummerspeck or oh the German grief, it's grief bacon um, grief bacon I think it is Kummerspeck Kummerspeck which literal translation is grief bacon it and is. that is why because you're downing beers and donuts and hot dogs because you need to... You need to eat something. You need to keep the fear down. You need to keep occupied, you're right. Um, and uh, well done on the on setting up this uh, this email address. Lots and lots of emails this oh, week. I, I'm going to admit to you here that I, the last time I checked it was Sunday, so I've not seen the most recent Well, ones. I checked it today. And um, one from uh, Ed Smith. Ed Smith says, Loving the podcast, bless you. As a 62-year-old father uh, of two girls in their 20s, I'm most impressed with the close relationship that you have and how you're able to have such widespread and deep conversations. I do hope this is your normal behaviour and not just for 30 (laughs) edited minutes on podcast day. Well, the bad news, Ed, is Sorry to burst your bubble there, Ed. (laughs) Yes, that without um, extensive editing, we would not appear to be having such a close relationship. But thank you for noticing. I think... um, I think it's an interesting thing is that often you see these like father, well, parent-child relationships in media and on TVs and stuff. And it seems like, they, oh my gosh, they have this brilliant relationship. Wow, wow, wow. Like not just us, but you see it with... Oh, Danny Dyer and Danny, Danny Dyer. And Dyer, and Dyer. Uh, Danny or, Dyer or, um, and Danny Dyer. Yeah. Or Brooklyn Beckham and David Beckham. Like there's a lot of this. And it's just, I think you can... I, don't, I wouldn't want They're to say that we manipulate us, the yeah. media, but it's just... I also think that this makes us sit down and talk, whereas usually we wouldn't. Like, throughout the week, we don't... 
We chat, hardly, but not really. Hardly. Small talk. Small talk, yeah. If I see you in the corridors, <laughs> I say hi. You wouldn't think we lived in the same house, actually, uh, Ed. So it's all manipulation. He adds uh, a bit more Bob Dylan wouldn't hurt. Well, the thing about oh. Bob Dylan is that I don't play Bob Dylan on the music thing because it's sort of me introducing someone to Ruth and Ruth introducing someone to me. And, of course, we both are already we well like, aware yeah. of Bob. Uh, I'm a having, big Bob fan. Yes, having been to see him at the uh, Metropoint Arena in Nottingham. Motorpoint. Motorpoint, sorry. I did share the experience with my friend Andy Kershaw, who's one of Britain's premier Bob Dylan fans. What he doesn't know about Bob Dylan isn't worth knowing. And I said, oh, hi, Andy. Um, just been to see uh, Bob Dylan at the uh, Motorpoint Arena in Nottingham. And Andy said, was he appalling? And I said, yeah, more or less. He said, yeah, I thought so. Now, Gavin Lodge, who says, uh, hi, I was going to contribute to your show, but my problem is that I'm easily distracted. Oh, no, I did see that one, actually. I thought it was funny. You thought it was funny? Good. Well done. You've made us laugh, uh, Gavin Lodge. Uh, Paul Foreman says, Ruthie, leave your dad alone. It's for you, that one. It's not for me. Ruthie, leave your dad alone. I came yeah, across yeah. your podcast by your dad appearing on Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSpot. So more slang off of other podcasts is what I expect to hear from your dad. I've seen, I've read this one as well. From your dad based on his usual radio appearances. I enjoy listening to your ex- excellent podcast while, when travelling back from meetings on planes, trains and automobiles. Bloody hell. Paul is a jet setter. Um, as it is such a unique listener, much better than those two American equivalents your dad slagged off. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Paul. Liverpool. P.S. Who is Nicholas Sparks? Wow. Nicholas Sparks came up as an answer on Pointless. And because of you, I was able to shout out Nicholas Sparks, and it's only got two points. Oh, see? And I would have won the jackpot But if you ask that question to a bunch of girls my age, it would be 70 points. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a vote for... You remember last week we had a big discussion... And a big argument. I had to edit lots of it out. Generally, the people who are big fan, who are fans of yours, who know you from Fighting Talk or Hawksby and Jacobs or whatever, are generally okay with it. But people who are more, I would say, distant from you and more just listeners of the podcast rather than fans of yours, say, "Stop slagging off of the podcast." It's yeah. Podcast. Well, I've not done it this week, and the reason I've not done it this week is uh, Matt Hall, who is the guru of podcasts at Talk Radio, said to me. I agree with your daughter on this. You're bigger than that. Um, no- I agree. Well, there's another one here from Hugh Besant. Um, he Do says, we want to read out any more emails? Good point, good point. We'll move on to uh, your first topic and then possibly we'll read some... I do want to give a credit to the people who, who, who do send us... You know, because I want it to be interactive. Yeah, I know, but you should just... I think this is what I would do. Pass me things. This is what I would add, and add on to the end. We also had emails from Hugh Besson and Chris Burgess and some really lovely emails. So thank you for all your support from the podcast. <laughs> no, that sounds corny. It was you who was moaning last week about my lowercase thanks. Um, well, yeah, he was just thanks. I know. He doesn't just... Well, this, is mo- a, this is um, it's quite like a thing with young people um, when they send emails to either their college professors or to their teachers at school. And I spend ages trying to perfect emails to make sure they just sound the right amount of regretful and apologetic and the right amount of this and whatever and there's loads of memes and articles written about it and funny stuff and so I'll be like dear um 
Mark, it is with great apology that I won't be able to attend our lesson today on Thursday and would love if you would, um, you could catch me up at a later date on any of the work I may have missed. Would you prefer to do this over email or should I come and see you in person? Kind regards, Ruth, or something. Perfect uh, punctuation. Then mm. they'll just write back, okay. Yeah, well, you see, you, you go to all <laughs> Send that, me a nicer email. Mm, yeah, well, you go to all that trouble to write an email that's grammatically correct and has just the right amount of regret in it would be better actually if you turned up at school mm. and then you wouldn't have to do that I go to school most you, of the time most of the time of course but you do all the time no, really. but most of the time so Ruthie uh, Love Island you've been watching it assiduously this week as yeah. we search tell us what's going well, on well first of all I would suggest I would like the football to finish on time so I can watch Love Island on time because it really messes up my sleeping pattern so I'll just go over a catch-up of what has Yeah, a little catch-up. A lot's in brief. happened there. So, you know, I realise that. Ladies and gentlemen, Love Island in brief. The boys and the girls were split up into two separate villas. All the boys went on kind of like a lad's holiday. I say that in inverted commas. Um, and they went to a place called Casa Amar, where there were six new hot single girls. That's a house of love. Them. Yeah. Um, and the girls stayed in the villa and then six new hot single boys came into the new villa and then they got to know these new people and then they had to select whether they wanted to stick or twist with their partner so they could either stay with their original partner or twist and have a new one of these new people that came into the villa um Megan had just split up Wes and Laura. I went over this the week before, we did. I believe. We don't just recap that. M- Megan split I've got up. that up yeah. here, Megan. Megan split Wes and Laura up only for a new boy called Alex to come in. And then she just got off with Alex and with Dean and I hate her. Right, that's Megan. She, I hate her. Yeah. I hate her. Jack and Danny. So the Love Island were accused of emotional abuse as hundreds complained to Ofcom over the, web, over the episode because... Um, one of the girls who was in Casa Mar waiting for the boys was a girl called Ellie, who was an ex of Jack's. Um, and they sent a video message, like a text message thing, to the villa to be like, this is what the boys have been getting up to in Casa Mar. And it was Jack reacting to her ex. But Jack is an absolute angel. He was sleeping outside. He wasn't going near any of the girls. He was saying how much he loved Danny and how he wanted to be back in the villa. But obviously they didn't show any of that. They just who was it? I saw a little bit of it. Who was the one that was weeping... Buckets, you know, Danny. Oh, that's Danny who was weeping. Yeah, yeah. And everyone said it's emotional abuse. And it's all about. I mean, you saying you love this one, you hate that one. At the end of the whole thing, um, you will vote for the. I think you'll vote for a winner. People will will be dropped out off because I've seen people People will be dumped. El's been dumped, hasn't he? Because I saw him on breakfast TV. He seemed a decent chap. Um, yeah, he's okay. He was a bit annoying, but I think he was nice. Megan got him. Does he pronounce his name Eyal? Because Eyal Berkovich, who we mentioned last week, lots of comment about Eyal Berkovich fighting with John Hartson <laughs> on the West Ham training pitch. Um, so, um, so Megan also said, "She, I just, I can't. I don't think I can ever put across how much I despise Megan." Like, yeah, I no, you have said. You said you hate her, hate her, hate her. You said it. But I don't think that could like. You would have to watch it to show just how awful she is. But it's television. What, how are you so... I can't see how you're so She's invested in nice. this. Well, yes, but at the end of the day, it is just TV, isn't it? 
you know, they, there's cameras on them. They know there's cameras on them. Yeah, but they're a lot of them do come a... out and they're like, but if I she's, just if she's that horrible, the cameras are where I'm If she's horrible like that, she's not going to win the £5,000 prize, no, is it? No, £50,000, yeah, 50, not £5,000. I'm sorry, that, that's me being very old again. You know, my day, £5,000 was a big prize. If she's that dislikable... No, she won't, she won't win, but the producers will try and keep her in. Yeah, but sure... Well, yes, that's just manipulation. That's why it's a TV show. But surely the way to win the 50000 is to go in and be so nice and sleep on the day bed. No, not... because then, like, you can't be too nice either because then people will just. But think are, you're these it people on. are aware that there's £50,000 at the end of it. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. And a certain... It's not about that, Dad. It's about love. <sighs> they're aware that. I mean, don't insult our intelligence. They're aware that there's £50,000 at the yeah. end of it. My point is that uh, the relationships are secondary what you're saying so and so 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 still the relationships are first the money is secondary no well my view is the money is (laughs) first and to that I would say no well and I'll bow to your superior wisdom because uh, you watch it and I've seen much (laughs) I've only seen about five minutes what I really hear about Megan more than the whole like getting with different boys and sleeping with boys and stuff that's not a reason to dislike someone she's also very unsupportive and very mean to the other girls and that's I hate that like girls being catty to other girls I think it's really awful and she's not very nice to Georgia because Georgia is some people were saying she's not nice to Georgia because Georgia's really beautiful and she hasn't spent £25,000 like Megan's so she spent so much money to look the way that she does and I think so is she quite rich then Megan well I don't think so she was like she had, so there was a news story that said she had like sugar daddies before she came into oh, the show right. and she was Works as a stripper and stuff, so she probably is quite. She probably has made quite a lot of money. But anyway, she said one of her lines was that she said she never had girlfriends, and this is the topic that I thought I might want to speak about because I know you're always interested about talking about friendships between girls. I am. I'm very interested. Yeah, do you so, want me to uh, do a transitional? Well, sting? that's what I wanted to happen, Dad. <laughs> yeah, what with do you me want to, to go. This is a really interesting thing that I'd like to talk about. And- and I wanted it to be smooth, just like that. Yeah, so you're producing me now. This is, you're more or less You're in really charge. only there to press the buttons. Okay, go on then, <laughs> um, tell us. So she said she never had girlfriends. And this is something that a lot of girls say, oh, I never had girlfriends, I'm always better friends with the boys and stuff. And so it's it's a kind of a culture of internalised misogyny and hatred of your own gender. I think it's a thing of, if you say, oh, I don't have girlfriends, you'll be more attractive to men. Um the the I'm not like other girls mentality, which I just hate because how do you know you're not like other girls? You've just yeah. not found girls. You said that like. before. Um, yeah, I've said this before in regards. So people to will be listening music. back to um, you know episode seven yeah. or episode three. I mean, pretty soon we'll be able to say things again that we said in the very early episodes because mm-hmm. nobody's going to listen to twenty one. I guess I get what you're saying. I get I, I get what you're saying last time about this, but you do get girls who say, "Oh, I'm just I'm one of the lads." Is mm. are we talking about the same thing? I have a problem. I've always had really good girlfriends. I get on really really well with girls, probably better than I get on with boys. Um, I've never been like I've never been the girliest girl in the world. Even in primary school, I was never one of the girls who hung around with all the boys. I always had really good girl mates. And so I have a little bit of a problem with girls who don't have any girlfriends. I think it's really weird. And I think it's sort of a thing of thinking that all girls are catty when they're actually not. And it's girls who perpetuate that idea. 
Mm, you say that. You say that, but in a couple of the podcasts where we've talked about you and your friends, um, you do have a go at some other girls within your group. Maybe not in your absolute immediate group, but other girls. We were saying that only last week. Yeah, but I don't we? think that's, a, a... that's any different to boys. But I think it also it is a sort of caring about what boys think of you more than you do about girls, and that and yeah and. I so you think, think girls just say this? Just to yeah, and I think Megan, and I think Megan will probably say and think in her head, "I've never had girlfriends because girls don't like me because I'm so pretty." But really, why she's never had girlfriends is because she's not very nice to other girls yeah. because she wants to be seen as distant from them because it makes you more attractive. Yeah, but girls are catty about other girls are more catty about other girls than boys are about other boys. Or let's say females are more catty about other females. And I'm thinking of newspaper columnists you know female newspaper yeah, columnists I think that's well, because all, that sells male newspaper columnists will maybe have a go at uh, Jeremy Corbyn being a bit drippy or whatever but girl, female newspaper columnists all the time you know if any woman in the public eye goes out wearing clothes that they consider to be mm. not exactly what they should be wearing. You know, it's all this red carpet stuff. Oh, these are the, these are red carpet successes. These are the failures. Women are more yeah. prone to do that than men are. But surely, is, I don't think that's. I think that's because of the way that women are taught differently to the way that men are taught. Taught women are taught to value what's on the outside before what's on the inside. That your value is held in what you look like and not about. You, who you are like you you only really see women in positions of power and invisible positions when they're good looking whereas men can be ugly and still have positions of power and that's why where i think it stems from is that you have i think women, women can these days i can like think who? of angela merkel okay i yeah but not to the same extent oh okay if we talk about hollywood movie stars name a woman who's not conventionally attractive who works in hollywood the woman from Bridesmaids, who is McCarthy, Rebel Wilson, or N- not Melissa Rebel McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. But even, no, even those two are conventionally attractive. Oh come on! Not in the not? same way. Come on, yeah, but and also they always get the funny roles, and they always get the roles of the the quirky the quirky best friend, and they also both have made a career about being fat. Like in Pitch Perfect, Rebel Wilson is called Fat Amy. And in the Bridesmaids film, all the jokes are are centred around Melissa McCarthy being fat. But if you look at... Jeff Goldblum plays Heroes, and he's ugly as hell. No, he's not. Jeff Goldblum is a handsome-looking Jewish man. What I'm saying is that women women are taught to hold their value around what they look like. And so it leads to this... Who's the Coen brothers' wife? Uh, She was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What, oh, Francis um, McDonald. Francis McDonald. She is she's a perfectly pleasant-looking woman, but she is not what you'd call an attractive woman. She's a middle-aged, pretty normal-looking woman mm. who is a fine actress and gets some. But they're, great they're roles. few and far between. Well, I've just given and you roles one. and roles for older. There's way more roles for older men. Mm, possibly, possibly. Meryl Streep. She's quite old. She gets yeah, loads of movies. Meryl Streep gets yeah. all. If there's ever a film with an older woman in, it's just Meryl Streep. There's like three older women in Hollywood. Dame Judi Dench. Ju- okay, Judi Dench, Maggie Smith, Julie Walters, and Meryl Streep. That's it. Um, but it does because we're talking about movies. It does give me a chance to uh, go back to the the uh, emails because uh, Chris Burgess writes to us. Uh, he says I st- stumbled upon your podcast. 
after, as you say, listening to and enjoying Martin on Fighting Talk um, for many years. Uh, I'm aged somewhere in the middle of both of you, so it's good to see both sides of the things you discussed. Even the Jermaine Greer chat is interesting sometimes. Uh, I'd like to hear you discuss more movies and books, the same way you talk about music, swapping suggestions, etc. Which books or films have been the most inspiring to each of you? We will do that, Chris, but we talked a little bit about movies there, but we used to go a lot to the films together. Um, Maybe, uh, you know, when you were younger younger and not so embarrassed to be seen with me. Oh, and he says, Chris, another vote here for me. He says, you can always take the mickey out of American podcasts. No problem at all. That's Chris. Yeah, it's just because these are all your so, <laughs> homies. <laughs> They're my homies. And that's Chris in uh, sunny Southport. If you do want to uh, react to the podcast in any way whatsoever, either to uh, agree with me, agree with Ruth, or take issue with either of us, or even share your own uh, relationship that you have with you know, father and daughter. Maybe if there's any girls listening. Well, you see, I, I always plug it as it's for fathers of daughters and daughters with fathers. Am I doing something wrong there? No, no, I just it would be nice to get some emails from girls. Yeah, Ruth says it would be nice to get some emails slagging me off. So, preferably. Preferably. Uh, and uh, you can do it by uh, sending your email to martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. So that's martinandruthpodcast, all one word, martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. At music time now, this is where I introduce a track to you, Ruth, and you introduce mm-hmm. a track to me. Introduce your track then. Last week we had a Bugsy Malone song. We did. Um, and you enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it was good. You said you liked it. I did like it. So yeah. I thought we'd have some more grime this week. And I think this is the king of grime. The king of grime. The king of grime. So should we play the song? Let's play it. Yeah. 
You're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. Kick up the you. Man, know that I kick up the you. Then why they try to stop the truth? How dare you to stop the truth? Look, you're getting way too big for your boots. You're never too big for the boot. I got the big size toes on my feet. Your face ain't big for my boots. So that's Stormzy. Stormzy. A bit okay. of grime, you know, I love a bit of grime. Uh, and that... well, Have you preferred the grime to the more kind of like gangster rap stuff that we've had yes, for Kanye? Yes, definitely. Stuff? I yeah. prefer the good. Well, the grime's a bit more British, isn't it? The gangster well, yeah, so, so Stormzy is um, 24 and he's from Croydon, Croydon, London. And Croydon, then Bugs yeah. Malone was from Manchester. So grime is very much a British thing. Uh, the lyrics a bit more. Well, what are the, what's it called for a start? That uh, Stormzy. That's for big, big, big for your boots. Big for your boots. Big for your boots. And what's it um, all about? So it's kind of um, like an homage, homage or homage. Homage, yeah, homage. homage to old school grime. To his. So he. So he did. Um, maybe my probably this is the most basic Stormzy song. But my favorite Stormzy song is probably a song called "Shut Up." which was originally released on as a freestyle rap on YouTube um, and then was the first, one of the first grime songs to be in the top 10, all that kind of stuff. And it's a bit like that and it's kind of... I don't think I don't think it's got a particularly deep meaning. No, it's no big meaning. Yeah. It's just Storm- it's what you would imagine. Stormzy going back to his roots yeah. or going back to his boots, if you like. Um, but it's also um, I was kind of researching a bit about the video as well because to be honest I don't really watch music videos very often some people are totally into music videos Mm -hmm. and love them but mostly I just listen to music on Spotify so don't Um, and speaking of Spotify speaking of Spotify (laughs) um, we do have a Spotify playlist Um, you can find it under Martin and Ruth which is our username and then look at the playlist or you can search directly for the playlist which is called Ruthie Me and My Dad and all the songs from all the weeks of the podcast. Did you put last week's as well? I did put last week's on but I've not put this week's on so they'll be up there. The video celebrates power and importance of women and it features Ray, BLK, Julie Adenuga and Maya Jamer. Mm. Um, And it's directed by Daps who's a basketball player I was interested in. Yeah you were like who is this Daps Ruth and I was like I don't know who that is Daps. Well he's a video director but he's a basketball player. And he's also um, college athletics, NCAA. He was. Uh, he's American also college recorded athletics. videos for Kendrick Lamar, which mm. I was interested to find out because you've listened to some Kendrick as well, mm, haven't I you? I have indeed. <laughs> right, I'm going to play you uh, my music, which I guarantee you, you will never ever have heard in your whole life. Have you heard that song by Stormzy before? No, but I've heard grime before, and it, you know, so I was mm. familiar with the form. You will not be uh, familiar with what I'm going to play for you. You will never have heard it. And you'll have never heard anything like it, I guarantee you. Well, I say I guarantee you. I'm pretty sure you're only going to hear 20 seconds. It's difficult to sum up in 20 seconds. But I suspect you'll never have heard anything like this. Be nice to your mother. I'll come all over la-ti-da. Although she always gets up me nose, I love you very much. And so I'll smile and I'll acquiesce when she invites me to caress her scabby cat. Have you ever heard anything like that? No, it sounds like a music, like a song from a musical. Yeah, well, it's a guy called Jake Thackeray, 
who was born not far from here. He's from yes, the north. <laughs> the north, indeed. He's from Leeds. Um, Leeds. Yes, he's no longer with us. He oh. was. Uh, he lived from 1938 to 2002. So he was uh, 64 when he died. Um, best known in the late 60s and early 1970s. Used to be on the TV quite a lot. Um, his tunes derived from the French chansonnière tradition. And you know what a chansonnière is? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, kind of. We've, we've talked, we talked about... We talked about And we've, we've talked about this in school, about les chansons. Well, and stuff. indeed, because you're hoping to do French at university, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyone got any recommendations for unis I should go visit? Also, hit me up. Hit her up if you've got... I have no idea what it means, but hit her up if you've got any no, suggestions. For, for unis I should visit. So far I've visited York and... Durham. Durham. Mm. And I'm going to visit... Yeah. Manchester. Well, that, anyway, just yeah. If you, you think it's a good university for modern languages, um, anyway, his tunes derive. This is uh, Jake Thackeray. His tunes derive from the French chansonnière tradition. He claimed Georges Brasson as his greatest inspiration. I've uh, heard of George. You will have done. It's about the most famous of the chansonnière in, in France, and was also influenced by Jacques Brel who oh. um, we know we've talked about Jacques Brel we did the, a big thing about the deep sea diver yes Jacques Brel the deep sea dra- dra- diver not uh, and also influenced by Charles Trenet who's the guy who did La Mer considered joining the priesthood but instead chose to study modern languages at Durham University oh wow yes uh, after graduation he spent four years teaching English mainly in France in Lille Brittany and the Pyrenees bit of a role model for you in many ways uh, yeah because I'm not sure I would get into Durham his, but we'll his, see yeah his songs are brilliant though that was a little bit of love. that was nice I liked it a lot good well I've got a whole album of his I've got two albums of his stuff at home so we'll uh, we'll listen to some uh, we'll put it on in the car yeah how about that we'll put on a Jake Thackeray album in the car and we can have a listen which will make a change because ladies and gentlemen she won't like me saying this but Ruthie who establishes her credibility musically here on the podcast every week what did she say in the car coming over? She said, oh, let's hear a bit of ABBA. And uh, we listened to ABBA. I'm not ashamed of liking ABBA. We listened to ABBA Gold. Well, I'm not going to entirely leave Love Island now because I read uh, an interview this week, a long interview in The Times, uh, with the voice of Love Island talking about millennials because the voice of Love Island, the narrator, is, hello, I'm Ian Stedling. Is that about right? No, no not that's quite like... It's more like Billy Connolly, isn't it? There's got to be a way to do it. I was doing it better in the car on the way over. Hello, this is Love Island. I'm Ian Sterling. I don't think you can do it because your voice isn't high enough. Anyway, there's an interview here with Ian Sterling. Dad, He's just said, no, stop. Just, uh, it's just not very good. No. No, uh, it's welcome to Love Island. Welcome to Love Island. Your Scottish accent is fine. I just don't think you've quite got Ian Sterling. All right. Well, here's Ian Sterling, sort of like Billy Connolly. He's uh, he's being interviewed about uh, Love Island. Three point four million people watching Love Island, which is uh, phenomenal. And uh, this writer in the Times says you, you may not uh, be particularly interested in the subject matter. You may not have had a spray tan or use the phrase peng sort. What's peng sort? It's like really good looking. Like oh, sort. Right. Peng, what sort is that? Like oh, you're a real sort. You're a real sort means you're really good looking. Like yeah, you're you're fit. And then Peng is just 
again, good ah. luck into your Pengs art. Because there's a chicken website called the Pengis Munch. Yeah, yeah. So Peng's just like good. Peng is good. The Peng is Peng is good. So you can be like, oh, this is a Peng muffin. This is a Peng muffin. But you don't, don't hit the G so much. All right. This is a Peng muffin. Yeah. And then but a, and a sort is just like a fit person. So a Peng sort is like a good fit person. Right. Ian Sterling. Do you not have the word sort? I thought sort wasn't a... Yes, you could say... Yeah, when you're right, actually, it's very old-fashioned. You say, oh, he's a good sort. It's sort of posh. You say, Jolly good sort. He's a good sort. But, you know, I didn't realise it had come back. But Sterling says that it's all real, Love Island. Mm. Rather like you do, he says, no matter how much you want to play... Yeah, I'm going to um, pull the plug on the accent. Okay. He says, no matter how much you want to play... I've been on uh, Fighting Talk with uh, Ian Sterling. This um, whole bit is just a dad could name drop. No, I'm not name dropping because at the time I don't think he was that. I mean, he'd done Love Island uh, and he was doing his own comedy thing, but he, he was on. Do you remember um, on CBBC? He used to do Hack of the Dog. Oh, he did Hack of the Dog, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Ah, I knew the guy who produced Hack of the Dog on well, uh, CBBC. There you go. Yeah, uh, CBBC. He says, anyway, no matter how much you want to play a game and get famous on telly, that woman was destroyed. He's talking about Rosie when she confronted Adam. Mm. The cat who had broken her heart. Adam's the love rat. Yeah, we I know that. We, we, I do remember that. He says, that woman was destroyed. It was as real as it gets. Um, um, and so Ian Sterling is also the same person as Billy Connolly. And, um, yeah, and he's, he's what, what, what we like to call generic Scottish. Ah, generic it's, Scottish. The voice I'm doing is not exactly Ian Sterling. It's like a little version of Ian Sterling. <laughs> anyway, he talks about his, his role is to sit down every afternoon with an edit of the evening show and with the help of scriptwriter Mark Busker Cowley, write and record jokey links to punctuate the storyline. The tone is broad, says the Times. When the islanders failed to erect a tent, there was a gag that the men couldn't get it up. When a peacock landed it in the garden, there was a new bed in the villa. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> However, what he has now, he's become so famous through uh, being on Fighting Talk with me and uh, probably more so uh, narrating uh, Love Island, is that he's got a book called Not Ready to Adult Yet. And adulting. Yeah, to adult, adult, as you, adulting yeah. has become a verb. It has indeed, you tell me that yourself. What he's saying basically is, he's 30, that millennials like him, and indeed your three siblings, uh, got the worst of it. And the reason you got the worst of it is because we, that's parents like me, uh, mollycoddled you too much. He says you can blame the parents. The generation before us were the latchkey kids. So this is our parents, my parents, mm-hmm. where they didn't pay us. You know, if I said uh, I, I want to be a professional footballer, they said, "Don't be stupid." Yeah, they, no, but I, true. I want to go on. Uh, yeah, true. But uh, if I said I want to go on a TV talent show and become a well-known singer or indeed impersonator, um, they would have said, "Don't bother." But uh, what he says here is, he says, "Our parents." Uh, I love that every time you're about to start a quote, you have to make a decision whether you're going to do the accent again or not. He says, our parents, he argues, set out to create a much more attentive, cuddly environment. Millennials, we're told that we can achieve anything we want because we're so special, said uh, that was more... It's not his voice no, at it's all. Not, I know, it's Dr. Finley. Anyway, he says, millennials were told we can achieve anything we want because we're so special. He says, I want to be a footballer. Of course you can. You'll be the best footballer there's ever been. At school, we got certificates for attendance, a medal for taking part in sports day. Then you leave and go to work. And it turns out that... 
Oh, no, you're not special. Uh, you don't get a certificate just for showing up. You'll be sacked if you don't. And it ruined a generation's self-esteem. So basically, what people may be on the right wing and newspaper columnists were saying all the time, ah, oh, kids are too mollycoddled and all that. Maybe they were right. Uh, Ian Sterling, as a millennial himself, is joining in. Have you got uh, a meme of the week for I us? I do, I do. Oh, lovely. We also have a good laugh at those. Ten worst cities in the UK. Ten, there aren't. Nine, any cities. Eight, that. Seven, deserve to be. Six, labelled as worst. Five, because. Four, they all. Three, have their own. Two, wonderful features. One, Birmingham. So they're putting Birmingham there. They, yeah, they, if you've seen this, it's funny if you look at it, to be honest. Um, Birmingham. Yeah, Grantham came top one year. Oh, was that your Birmingham accent then? Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a little Birmingham accent. Your Birmingham. Let me try and distinguish between Birmingham accent and your Liverpool accent. Give me Birmingham. Birmingham. Give me Liverpool. Liverpool. Yep, almost, uh, you know, indistinguishable. No, Liverpool is. Can I get a chicken and a can of coke? Yeah, coke is good. But can uh, I get a chicken and a can of coke? And that's the young lady who criticised my impersonation. Uh, final email I'm going to read out from Hugh Bessant just before we uh, finish long time emailer long time emailer Hugh Bessant uh, says hi Ruth and Martin thanks for reading out my email I nearly crashed the car in Lewisham in surprise however being South London I was only doing about three miles an hour so not as dangerous as it sounds I thought because he's come up with his own joke there it was only polite to read his email out. It's funny. In response to your request for opinions on laughing at other podcasts, I think it's fine. More support. Um, I've always found American parenting advice to be rather bizarre. I remember in one of your earlier pods that Ruth rather misses school uniform on the basis that choosing an outfit is tiresome. I remember you saying that. In America, she would no doubt be whining about having her individuality threatened. Uh, whilst I'm dodge- just... Uh- My head's just so tightly screwed on. It certainly is, whilst dodging bullets, obviously. Also, after the mods and rockers, I think you should try Ruth out on some Who. Well, you know, do you know The Who? I know The Who. You see, I've listened to The Who quite a lot. lot. I managed to get my uh, son to, like, won't get fooled again by telling him the more outrageous stories about Keith Moon. He was the drummer. Yeah, I've heard of Keith Moon. Yeah, and it was all those days, it was all about throwing televisions out of hotel rooms, and he drove his car into a swimming pool, etc., that wacky rock star stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's keep up with the Kardashians slow week slow slow week it's always a slow week are they they sort of retiring well no I mean there's lots of articles but they're just all very boring so Khloe Kardashian Khloe Kardashian just saw the photo her sister shared of the 34-year-old in a bikini less than three months after welcoming her her daughter, True Thompson. And it shows her, like, looking gorgeous, really flat stomach and everything. And then she saw it and she tweeted, I'm just seeing that Kendall posted a video of me in a bikini. Thank God she knows her angles, lol. Thank God what? She knows her angles, angles lol. Because I do not look like I did in that video, lol. Laying down is a game changer, lol. Lol. There's a lol at the end, but there's no. No, there lol. wasn't a lol in, at the end. It goes lol because I do not look like that. I did in that video, lol. Right. So just a couple of lols there. Two lols. Two lols. Yeah. So she's cutting down her lols. Any anything else with the Kardashians? Is That's that... literally it. Well, Ruth, I think it's uh, sack it off time. If you want to get in touch with us, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we love reading out your emails, don't we, Ruth? 
I mean, we I do. love it more than you do, but you still love it. I you know. love it. Yeah. So it's Martin and Ruth podcast, all one big, big, big word, like a German word. And uh, Spotify? Um, you can search Martin and Ruth and get our profile and then click on the playlist, which is called Ruthie, Me and My Dad, or search directly for the playlist, which is just called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. Well, don't forget to we'll smash that, you know. Oh, that smash that like button. Yeah, rate and review. Subscribe. Yeah, so rate us and review us as well, don't forget. And uh, that's it for this week, and hopefully we'll see you again next week. Hopefully. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.